0: Welcome to the 19th edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic. Again, I am your new majestic. <laughs> wow, that was horrible. Wow. Um, so if you're wondering why I sound like a frog and a prepubescent teenager, is because I lost my voice last night because we went to SummerSlam, so... We were live! So uh, deal with it. Now, this is the uh, Make Pro Wrestling Majestic. Again, I am your new Majestic champion of the world... Tiger height and you acknowledge me <laughs> as a person going through puberty. <laughs> well see, here's the thing, instead of being the head of the table, he's actually the run to the litter. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda sound like it right now. Right. Um anyway, so uh we're gonna be covering NXT. We're gonna make that shit majestic again. Peanut gallery has some heckling, I have some wrestling lesson, and then we're gonna do some SummerSlam and make that majestic again, because trust me, there's a lot of talk about. So Without further ado, let's kick off with our first match, which was our fun little pre-show match here, if I can find it. There we go. Uh, it was uh, Trey oh, Baxter. Oh, they have a thing. Yeah, they did. I, I found it. Oh. <laughs> it's it, It's not going to get better, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <gonna>, I'm <laughs> to I'm, I'm sound like a broken squeaky toy all day. Right. So, uh, we have uh, Trey Baxter and Rich Holland. Now... I I, would, I did not. I ignored this match. I did not hate this match. I did not love this match, but I didn't hate this match. I thought it really definitely showed an interesting David Goliath. Um, Ridge Holland won. Most certainly he won uh, with that crazy Emerald Flosion move that he's doing, which is really neat. So he did win just for um, sanity's sake. You know, eh, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. It was okay, uh, but it was a pre-show, so I'm going to give it a lot of credit. Do you have anything to say about this? What? Do you have anything to say about the match? Which match? Sure. (laughs) I don't acknowledge that match existing. All right, let's talk about match number two. Well, match number one on the official card. Right. Uh, L.A. Knight defending the million-dollar championship against Cameron Grimes right here. And if Grimes did not win, Ted DiBiase would be the butler of L.A. Knight. And so, obviously... Cameron Grimes won. He did win with the in a sweet cave-in. This yep. match was really good. I thought it was structured. It was a good opener. It was structured really nice. I'm I'm so disappointed it was the opener. Like, come on. No, what what match would you have as the opener? You know what match would have been the opener. No, I don't know which match would have been the opener. Actually, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. <laughs> like they wouldn't do the women's match in the opener. Every every match was way too good to like be in this area. I guess there's like just out of basic necessity and like Yeah, um, pretty much. Um process of elimination, this had to be there has to be an opening match. Right. And I guess because this match had a lot of energy with it, yeah. it was probably a good idea to do it. Right. Um, especially of how long this rivalry has been going. Right. So, I mean, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I did like... I mean, this was a very good match. Yeah. I was very happy about it. I mean, overall, definitely a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. I really like this. Okay, okay. There was no way this match really could have been that good. This match was incredible. It was good. I- they just know each other so well because they've been... Did, ten- you, did, did you think at all that this match would have reached that level? No. At all. Uh, obviously, Raquel Gonzalez defending against Bay, And, well, Dakota Kai. Well, kind of. Anyway, I'm not going to be moving anytime soon. So, I know. You're just um, that lazy. I thought, I thought the, um, the drama was great. I thought they really kept Dakota Kai strong, yep. even with the loss. Because yep. it took a second rope one-arm powerbomb for Raquel to win. Yep. So she did retain the belt in an amazingly paced amazingly timed great it was energy a, i mean it, it was a good storyline going into it too i can't lie about mm-hmm. it um it was it was it was bound to happen at some point right and i'm kind of glad it happened now and although right also guess who came to nxt kylie Ki- ray kylie ray no, kylie ray <sighs> same thing no kylie ray is a different wrestler <laughs> that's kylie ray no it's kylie ray no yeah it's kylie ray kai space lee no it's kay lee nope. ray you're wrong my god <laughs> fucking <idiots. laughs> anyways kaylee ray <laughs> sure um that the longest reigning nxt women's champion nxt uk women's champion came out because she was and uh, she basically she didn't make the challenge official but she definitely made her presence known yep I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm just not sure who else would have gone for the belt at that point. Right. And let's be clear. This is not smiley face. I'm depressed and has to retire for three months. Kylie Ray. This, this is, is this is this is this not, is, is Ray. This is not Robin Williams in a skirt. Um, wow. <laughs> <Ray. laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I'm I'm I am. No, that's wow, horrible. That's wow. Horrible. What, what, wow. I'm sorry, but Kylie Ray, like that Kylie Ray, there's she can't win a belt. I'm sorry because she's very unreliable. And yes, I was wrong. It it was Kaylee Ray because we don't want to separate out somebody who works hard and is really good and doesn't let her emotions get to her next to the smiley chick who left because she was sad. Okay, then. and this is coming from somebody who takes depression medication. <laughs> okay, okay then, Fox News. Let's move on to the next match. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, taking no, taking no, you know, bones about it. This match was awesome. I mean, if you have any match to watch, this match is the match to watch. If Tiger Hyatt wins, we riot. By far, this is where Gonzalez's best match. Oh God, yes. You're gonna get flattered. Oh man, I. <laughs> Speaking of flack, this one is amazing. I did not think that these two, um, Ilja Dragunov and Walter, could have done better than the match 10 months ago, but they somehow did it. Yep. This match was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And I thought that one of the matches at SummerSlam could be match of the year. I think this one might have blown it out of the water. It's all going to be there. Like, definitely. Mm. But this match was just on such a different level of emotion and mm-hmm. timing and pacing and everything. I mean, th- these two. This, sh- this should have been the main event. I mean, it should have. One hundred percent should have been the main. It event. was. It was better than any of the other two matches that came after. I'll this. be honest with you. Absolutely. Hindsight, this should have been the main event. Like this was Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania twenty-five with two other matches after it. Right. Kind of level match, mm-hmm. um, but Walter lost. Mm-hmm. And not only did he lose He lost clean He tapped He tapped out Clean It was Ilja, a clean tap He just beat him up Put him in a sleeper And yep. Walter like tapped out immediately Ilja Dragunov is the new NXT United Kingdom champion This was 5 stars 100% After 840 two, days Two thumbs up I'm probably going to jerk off to it It was that good it was just that How ball. have you not already jerked off to it? I mean, my balls are empty, but you just know that at some point in time, I might be able to squeeze out another waterily, useless jizz stain <laughs> <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. <laughs> that, was, that was graphic as shit. <laughs> No, I mean, of of any match, who literally like, if even if your girlfriend or boyfriend wants the whatever it is that they can give you, you shove them off the bed, you lock them in a closet, and you watch this match. It was <laughs> right. that good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, why wasn't this the main event? Because Adam Cole's going to NXT. Not not NXT. <laughs> Because Adam, because Adam Cole, Bebe is going to AEW after this match is over. That was awesome. I'm like, you want to try that again? I was going to see how long it would take you. I mean, it's 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 bound to happen at this point. If he wasn't going to AEW, or if it, if or if he didn't let this contract expire, he would have won this match. Right. So Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, um, two out of three falls. Fall also, this would one. have been the main event. Yep. Fall number one, a traditional. Um, it was a really good match. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly won. With it, kind a of, it kind of, yeah, it kind of ended kind of weird. I thought it was, I thought it was fine, just because you knew that this one was not going to be like the right. star-studded one. Uh, you had the street fight, which was that very. Was, good. That was the star of the show. Oh yeah, um, Kyle O'Reilly landed super awkwardly. There goes my answer. Whatever. Um, it was it landed super awkwardly on some chairs, and then a final shot to the back of the head, and then steel cage. I don't know. I wasn't a it's big still, fan. It still of this. kind of bended quickly. It felt kind of rushed. Here's my issue. When you do a two out of three falls match, there has to be a linear adjustment to it. Right. And this match is fine. This match is fine because you don't need anything else. You're adding something. Right. This one, you're adding a whole cage. Right. I think that I thought they did it fine and the presentation was really cool. Right. But at the same time, I felt I feel like. um. A last man standing would have worked a little bit better here. Um, Unsanctioned probably would have been the best one out of all of them. But again, it wasn't the main event. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the main event. I just felt like that probably would have been a little bit. I kind of know why it wasn't the main event, but, you know. Um, Adam Cole did use Britt Baker's um, finishing hole. I can't Mm -hmm. remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, But it was like that modified rings of Saturn while grabbing the bottom teeth. And it's like, yep, that's a... Pretty much an indication. Like, you just know that he's gone. Right. And and the AEW did tease a third major signing, and I think mm. this is the third major signing. It's Adam what Cole. What was number two? We had CM Punk. Brian Danielson. They didn't confirm Brian Danielson, Yeah, he's they? confirmed pretty much for the uh, September show New York City. Oh, really? Yep. Ah, okay. And then their third major signing, Adam Cole. Bay Bay. There we go.
1: <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, moving um, on. Ky-
0: Kyle O'Reilly did win. It was fine. Yeah. Um, I thought just overall, I wasn't a big fan. of I mean, I, I liked it a lot, but at the same time, you just know what happened. It was happening, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. It absolutely sucks. Carrying and, across without Scarlet. Um, the crowd was chanting, we want Scarlet, to the point where there was definitely crowd noise. Yeah. Like, they, they had a dubbing crowd noise because everybody was chanting, we want Scarlet. Yep. Okay, on Raw, I can kind of get, but why wasn't she here? Because Karrion Cross* moving into the era without Scarlett. They promoted this match with Scarlett. Yeah, no one cares. WWE doesn't care. WWE was the one who promoted it. <laughs> uh, well. They're just going to change. That's the problem. The, the graphic that they used primarily, other than this one, had Scarlett in the actual picture. That's true. And it's like, okay, here's one thing that I even told Peanut Gallery. We're going to talk about this when we make Pro Wrestling Majestic again in depth you got to change everything if you're going to change something that important. Anyway, um, Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross for the NXT Champion main event. It was fine. I was going to see Samoa Joe back. It, was, oh, it, it was. was an okay match. It wasn't the best match of the night for sure. No. And I thought this one could have been a barn burner, but for some reason, there was something missing there. I'm not sure if it was just because of the standard that the... Um, uh, the last I, I match think set. I think I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you kind of know what's going to happen. I think also partially too because they had that Dragonov Walter match before this, so the standard changed. Also, we knew that Karrion Cross was going to lose. Right, he he's was... going to RAW next week. I know you got to be kidding yourself if he's <sighs> going to retain that title any longer. I I don't I don't like it either, but. This is going to suck. Yeah. It, it's going to be rough seeing Karrion Cross's career go down the shithole on Raw because you know... I think he even knows that's going to happen. Hell, I wouldn't even be surprised if he said, Scarlett, you are not coming back. I am going to finish up this fucking contract and get us the fuck out of here. Yeah, I wouldn't be because surprised. Because this shit is stupid. Um, luckily, they got rid of the Gladiator crap. Yes. Um, thank God at least there was that improvement. But I guarantee you, next week... I. I might even bet money on it that he's gonna come out, and I am not kidding you, a fucking helmet. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, a stupid little gladiator is going to have a stupid little thing, and it's going to be garbage. Anyway, Samoa Joe did win with a muscle buster for the first time in years. It was a modified muscle buster, slightly modified muscle buster. Because um, usually Samoa Joe drops them more so on the shoulders. Samoa Joe basically gave them a flat back bump, which was fine. Right. At At least the move is back in some way, shape, or form. Um, and Samoa Joe is the NXT champion. I yep. think this is the first three-time NXT champion in um, NXT history. Yep. So I guess Samoa Joe, who was a mainstay and when NXT was good, yep. is going to usher us in into this new, albeit possibly horrible new version of NXT. Yep. Now, so when we come back from this, not only are we going to make NXT majestic again, but we're going to make pro wrestling Majestic again. Alright, well we just had discuss we had we just had this discussion. Um, per per PW insider Adam Cole has not signed a contract with WWE. He is leaving after tonight. He's leaving. He's done. He's why, done. Why would you do anything else at this point? He is done with the E, baby. Why would you stay with this stupid fucking company? Especially right now. I think he's getting out at the right time. But on a positive note, Kyle O'Reilly is slated to be the next opponent for Samoa Joe. Oh, really? Okay, that'd be I, sweet. I hope so. I hope so. Well, he he did win this very he high did. profile match. He has to. Yeah. There's no other person that can take right. this spot right now. Right. Um. Here's my thing. It's hard to know what I would do to make this more majestic. Other than the steel Case stipulation, I would have changed that slightly. Um, to something maybe a little more akin to. This rivalry. Right. Like last, last man, man standing, standing, unsanctioned. Um you also know, this should have been the main event, but I understand why it's not the main events now. Right. Maybe even like a false count anywhere where there's maybe a little bit of a hint that he's out the door. Yeah. Because really his um his exit, if that was his actual exit, it was a wet fart in church. Yeah. Like it just was not good. Right. I probably would have done something maybe a little bit different. Hell, even if Adam Cole Baby was leaving. I still would have had a proper send off for him, no matter what. Right. I, I just would, and that would just be me personally, and also it would have been a really good moment for the very ending for Cole to leave on the high note, because nope. really he carried he really carried the entire pandemic era for NXT. People not saying, not 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 when uh, not when Nick Khan is at the helm. Nope. You you leave on a low note with him. I know it sucks because he just like left off limping. It's like what the fuck was that? Yep. Whatever. Anyway, I couldn't have booked this better. I thought it was the, it was fine. I thought the skits were really funny. Yep. They were very entertaining. Um, these two have great chemistry. Oh yeah. I do like the incorporation of the million dollar champion. I maybe would have chosen like the North American, maybe something that sanctioned. Who is a North American champion? Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott is. Oh. Who? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I would have done something maybe a little bit different with that as a regards to that. Maybe even the Cruiserweight Champion in some way, shape, or form. Because no one likes Ted DiBiase. Yeah, he's kind of a scammer. He's a piece of shit. Nobody should actually cheer for him. Um, but I think the right person won, yep. and I thought that the ending was great. Yep. The, um, the structure of the match was wonderful. Yep. So I, I, this was majestic. This was great. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done anything better. Oh, God, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't have touched a damn thing on this entire rivalry, nope. including the promos, including the backstage stuff, including the match. Yeah, nothing. It was just now. The only thing is, I think it felt a little rushed. I feel like maybe. Uh- Dakota Kai could have sent some of her new lackey friends to go after her. Maybe I don't prolong think that along th- the rivalry out a little bit longer. I don't think Dakota Kai had some other lackeys. I don't think so, but so, but she could make some new lackeys, right? But anyways, that's my point. My point is, is this rivalry was so great going into it that I wish it I want to see more. Right? I want to see more, and I feel I I feel like if they go any longer with it, it'd be kind of a waste. But you know, again, we've got Kaylee Ray. Coming back. Right. So, well, not even coming back. This is a just, first just time. Coming, that she's here. coming right. to NXT, right. Okay. Um considering circumstances, it's fine. I would not have had Karrion Cross be on Raw until he lost the belt. Well, I feel like that was a huge mistake. Um thank God they got rid of the gladiator shit. That's probably what I would have done. Why did they not have Scarlet in there? Okay, wait, I I, I wanted to make this point. You you want to bitch about Scarlet not being there? No, I I wanted to bitch about this whole thing about wrestling because it is important. When you have an entrance that has the incorporation of Scarlet as, or uh, of somebody as important as Scarlet, either if you're going to get rid of her, you either change all of it or you change none of it. Because. The entrance and everything like that without Scarlet, it's missing a piece of the puzzle. Right. It's almost, it's, you know, it's it's rough and get everybody wants Scarlet there. If you're going to continue on with this kind of theme song, do something different with the theme song. No one's going to complain about Scarlet. Right. They incorporated Scarlet so much into Carrying Cross's character that you almost have to have one with the other. Right. And I don't know where Scarlet is is there's no indication of her being sick or hurt or anything. Right. She's just off TV. right? And for no reason. Um, that was kind of weird. Now, the match itself was good. I liked it, and I thought Samoa Joe being the, um, being the flag bearer for this promotion going forward is fine uh, just because of his veteran status. Right. Also, this gives him an excuse to stay out of the ring as much as possible. Right which protects him more. And I think that's kind of what their point is, is to make sure that he doesn't wrestle but, too but much. But he's, he's, tra- he's, tra- he's a transitional champion. Mm-hmm. He will not have it for too much longer. They just have to build someone like Kyle O'Reilly up, and I think they've done a pretty good job. And do, do you think that that will be a WrestleMania? Like a WrestleMania takeover? I don't think so. Do you, do you think, think it'll, it'll be, be before that? So, oh, um, I'm God, sorry, yes. um, uh, p- Survivor Series, you mean? You think Survivor Series? I was thinking um, Raw Rumble. Oh, God, no. That's going to happen long before that. All right. Okay, shit. I wouldn't have done a damn thing different. No. Nope. Zero. No. Nope. Zero percent just different. Let's just stop it right now. This was perfect. Balls empty. And then this match, there was not really much to say. Why about are we it. talking about this? What is this? It was a match. A so, what? That's how you make this shit majestic again. People, this shit is not hard. But when we come back, Pina Gallery, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about my theory about the eras of NXT. Because we're going into a new one. So stay tuned for that. All right. All right, we are back. Pina Gallery, let's talk about the eras of NXT because we're going into a new one. Yes, so um, as everyone knows, uh, NXT is undergoing a couple of different changes. So I thought it would be interesting for me to kind of define... What are the eras of NXT? And, um, of course, there's going to be a lot of opinions based around this, but... Um, you know, I've, I've watched NXT for the vast majority of its run from the earliest days, and I didn't watch like the early, early stuff. I knew about the season format. I watched some of the early seasons. You know, I was, I was there. Um, I stopped watching for a while, and then I came back into it. So I have a pretty good idea as to kind of what the eras of NXT are. And how I define this is I I use a couple of different things to define what constitutes an era of NXT. So, one of them is a format. So, obviously, we're going to talk about the first era, which is a lot different than future eras. Um, I talk about the leadership, whether that's on-screen or off-screen. I talk about um, the... uh, I guess if you want to call it the exposure, whether it's on the network or on cable television. And then at the very end of the day, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I feel like the next era of NXT is going to be. So let's begin with era number one. Era number one, which I affectionately call the season era, because this was the one where they had all the different seasons of NXT, Season one was a little bit different just because of the circumstances surrounding the actual storyline that resulted from it. But season one was your uh, actual NXT seasons that they had with the whole. Part scripted, part wrestling matches—you know that sort of blending of reality with professional wrestling. Now, which, at, now at this time, um, the developmental promotion was FCW. Yes, so this was different than FCW. So the premise of this entire thing was to bring people. From FCW into sort of a hybrid system called NXT, where the winner would become it was, the right. next it was, WWE It, was, it superstar. was a glorified competition show, it I was. think, for like four seasons. It was, it was, it was kind of tough enough with a little bit of more wrestling, like, scripted bullshit in it. Anyways... Um, and this was also the sci-fi era as well, because a lot of these seasons happened on sci-fi. Oh, that's sci-fi. right. It was on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think all seasons were on sci-fi. I believe okay. that you're right. Yes. I think that all of them were on sci-fi, which which at the time made sense for a show like this, because that's what sci-fi's whole premise was at the time. So they were going off the sci-fi wave. Right. Um, and... You know, it wasn't very successful, obviously, because they, well, they 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 pl- they had five seasons overall. They were planning a sixth season, but it got canceled because of the change of direction. Oh, I which, never even knew that. Yeah, which we will talk about in the next section. But um, season six had the likes of Seth Rollins, Big E um and a few others that we know and love today as rookies did they ever did rookies. they ever air it no that was canceled oh they I had know. announced who the they had an idea oh, of who the rookies were but they never I aired it see and obviously so, obviously here we have some of the best of the best we have Darren Young Heath um this is really the only one um uh god what was his name uh Michael Tarver mhm Skip Sheffield or Ryback. mm mm-hmm. mhm Justin Gabriel or PJ Black. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brian Danielson. Look at him. Look at that little... Oh, it's so cute. Um, Wade Barrett. That's over at the very end. And then David Otunga, who was fairly prominent. was Husky Harris part of this as well? Non season number one. He was season two. I, yes. Husky Harris was season two. Along with Michael McGillicuddy right. and all of them. Um, we did this one because this one I would say was the most successful season because it was of the because, formation of the Nexus. Right, because this was the one with the follow up afterwards. Um, because they did this right. Right. With having <laughs> kind of. the Nexus, well, right. no, they did. The Nexus was the hottest thing in wrestling it at was. that time, and you know, especially with that SummerSlam. I did. I left that out actually of mine because it was one of the worst. Right. Um, especially what happened but, there. But, anyways, I could go on a whole diatribe of how they could have made this one even more majestic. But um, you know, anyways, the whole point was this was clearly every wrestling fan is gonna agree with me that this was the first era of NXT. 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 Yep, absolutely. Let's move on to era number two. This was era number two. This is where they transitioned from the reality show format, and I'm gonna call this one the John Bradshaw Layfield era because this is where JBL was, was the, the general, general manager. manager, right? Um, this was, and I also might want to call it maybe the arrival era because this was the era between the beginning of NXT and NXT Arrival, which took place two years after the formation of right. NXT. They, they, they transitioned out from right, uh. FCW and made NXT its own property. Right. Um, but many people don't realize it was two years between the first episode of the actual NXT and the first NXT. I, I, I didn't. I didn't even know so that. So there were years where all that was there was NXT product, and right. they weren't even on television. This was on some, the network. This no, the network didn't exist. This was this was on uh, WWE. Oh shit! Yeah. Whoa, I didn't even think it went that far back. Oh, crap. Yeah, no, this was before the network. Wow. Yeah, I remember the first live event on the network was NXT Arrival. So this is what I call the pre... Oh. That's why I call it the Arrival era. Yes. I didn't even... I'm the wrestling historian. I didn't even know that. Wow, that's crazy. You have have the early champions and people like Seth Rollins, Biggie Langston, Bo Dallas, um, Adrian Neville, and you had them on you had you didn't have them. I don't think they were on sci-fi. They were all on WWE.com. They were com. not they were not on television. Right. They were on WWE.com. The general manager at the time was JBL. Yes. Paige Page was the women's champion. Right. And this was that era. And it was a good start. I think that this is hearkening back to that era where they were literally grooming people for WWE, and this is actually going to be one of my things where I think this is what they're going to go back to right after tonight's show. But let's move on. That's to interesting. The, and then, move... with Samoa Joe being the veteran, I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, let's move on to the next era. This is what I call the first indie era. This is what happens after arrival, their initial takeovers. They were at this point on the network, William Regal right. was the general manager. And the entire premise of this era of NXT... Getting the big indie stars. Was to, become a, ...was to become a competitor to Ring of Honor. Yes. This was when they started to bring on primarily Ring of Honor people, some New Japan people. Let's not mm-hmm. forget that we got people like um, uh, Prince Devitt, who is now... Right, Finn Balor. Um, Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami. Those were some New Japan people as well. Well, I mean, um, Kenta was in New Japan. That some, time he was all some Japan. Some early TNA people as well, like Samoa Joe and um, – Eric or, Young was there Eric very briefly. Young. Yep, very briefly. Uh, you know, we got um, uh, Chris Harris's character, whoever he was. I can't remember his name. Chris Harris was never on this. Oh, he was. He went straight to RAW, right? No, he went to ECW. That's right, ECW. Um, uh, James Storm was there for a teensy bit, like a match or two. Yeah, but. Um, they were starting to bring in the stars from other promotions. Sami Zayn? Yep, because at the time— Cesaro. Well, yep. Cesaro was already there, but he really helped the promotion right. because they brought him down a ton. Right. But um, the point is, is that their primary competition at but, the but time then, but was then, but then, But bottom. then at this era as well, they did bring in some outside people because this was at the point in time when people like Baron Corbin right. were actually— very popular. Yes, He was very over. So this is why I call uh, Bull Bull Dempsey mm-hmm. was another one that was, he was still indie, but he was not like uber indie like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Chris Adrian Hero, Neville, right. Chris Hero. Yeah, Cassius Ono returned at this time too. Yep. Um, um, anyways, this is, I call this the first indie era because it's remarkably different than the second indie era, which we'll go into right now. This one I would love to call the Undisputed Era because it was really all about them. But I'm going to call it the second indie era because their competition changed. Their competition right. was no longer just Ring of Honor. It was Ring of Honor... It was a resurgence of impact, and more importantly, at the very end, it was AEW, and, and this really, was and th- this when... is this is where the death nail happened with the Undisputed era, mm-hmm. not not the group, but the actual like NXT. Because this is when NXT was at its hottest. Yep. This is when they moved to USA Network. This was when they started to compete head right. to head on Wednesday I nights. I would I would even I would even say to a point, this is kind of when um, the transition, the Undisputed era part of this, really started when they bring. Brought Brought in a lot of larger indie people. Right. Um, like your Andretsian Almas's your Drew McIntyre's. But but again, there was there was a transition. These 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 these, these four little cats here. There there was a there was a transition between um NXT the initial era and then NXT this era. There was two there are two different NXTs. And I think one of the most important things to consider too is that this is when NXT tried itself to become a third brand. They right. started to do this major expansion. Now, in the initial indie era, they had the Cruiserweight Classic. They had the, the uh, United Kingdom Tournament. Right. But they weren't built around brands they were built around the stars that were in the area exactly they were they were they were going to start expanding into different countries and so there too. and so there was a transition so this was that era where NXT was mainstream more right. or less it was more than just your underground like little corner of the interwebs that people right. knew and loved this was now the this was, this was the height this of the popularity the of NXT brand. Right. yes um you had the, one of the strongest women's divisions around at this time with NXT and, and as well. And this is the era that we were in until tonight. Yep. yep. This was a transition tonight. Yes. Um here's my thing. Where does NXT go from here? Honestly, I don't know. Where So here's here's my thing now. Let's have a little bit of discussion on the direction of NXT from this point on. Nick Khan said that NXT is going to change the next two to three weeks, and they are going to go back to their roots, more or less, is, is all the indications are pointing to that. They're going to go back to building stars to go to the main roster to headline WrestleManias one day. Okay. Um, here's my thing. If they can do it right, I don't have a problem with it. The issue is now is that with NXT... There is a certain level of things that people are going to expect from you. Right. If they really wanted to do this, and I hate saying this, you have to kill NXT. Mm -hmm. Because NXT, what people are going to think of is not only the Wednesday Night Wars now, but they're going to think of those big indie stars. And when you bring in people, there's nothing wrong with your Trey Baxter's or your Joe Gacy's. But they're not Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong. They're not well-known outside of WWE. People are going to expect that when you are they're right. going to be thinking of NXT. they got to change the name if they want to do something like right. this. It's going to be too hard of a transition. It's easier to forward progress than it is to go backwards right if wwe was going to go backwards on something they got to change the name they're not going to do that they're going to continue to move on because they know what wrestling is right it's a forward motion based company um industry right you never go backwards so this 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 is going to be a problem if they continue with the nxt name i'm sorry go ahead yeah so, um, anyways, I mean, I think that's one reason. The other the other reasoning I have, too, is who are kind of going to be the stars of that future? You, obviously, your world champion going into this whole thing is now Samoa Joe. I would say... We, I, we have a very strong number one contender in somebody like uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. But... Who's next? I mean, are you thinking about bringing back um, Johnny Gargano to maybe go for the NXT? You know, Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, who who in NXT today is, is a part of the system that has been built? It seems like they have built their system around too many stars from other promotions. Who in that system... The WWE system, do you see as that future? I would say the people at this point now, because I think right now we're kind of in a transitional period. It's not going to be two or three weeks. It's going to be two or three months. Right. I would say Odyssey Jones is probably going to be a big-time player just because he has a great charisma, Mm -hmm. very good in the ring. Um, I would say the same thing with Carmelo Hayes. Mm -hmm. All members of um, uh, Top Flight... All members of Legato Del Fantasma even, um, despite them being from other promotions, I think they've made their own identities differently. Uh, Pete Dunne. Yeah. Rich Holland. Mm -hmm. You have- Kyle, you have you know your Johnny Gargano's, your Tommaso Ciampa's, Timothy Thatcher. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that are going to be a part of this, that, which is fine. But they're a part of. But I'm talking about yeah, like the but, WWE but, system. Yeah. Once again, we're still going to have that transitional period where we're going to see a lot of these indie riffic guys up until they have the opportunity to build more people. You're or, not going to. You're not get released. Well, I mean, right. That's one of two paths. Well, you're, you're not. You're not going to build an Odyssey Jones in two weeks. It's, right. going to take, it's going to take a whole new roster of guys. Right. You, you, Rome was not built in a day. Right. You have to have some time. All right. And, with, and with, with Nick Khan, he's saying that the idea, the direction of NXT was going to be taken differently. They're not going to change everything in two to three weeks. It's going to take at least six to seven months okay. for that full transition here's, here's to happen. An interesting thought, here's an interesting thought question for you. Who do you think is going to be called up um, in the very near future. Now, we're not talking about Cross, but We all pretty much know Karrion Cross is going to show up tomorrow night on Monday. Um, do you see Johnny Gargano moving up to no. the main roster? Do you see Tommaso Ciampa no. moving up to the main roster? Timothy Thatcher moving up to the main roster? Um, who do you see moving up to the main roster at this point in time? I think right now they're going to hold off on moving people. You think so? I think so. Maybe, like, move one or two at a time and kind of see how it goes. Once again, um, part of that transition is that you have to have those established stars down below to build up those people. What about any new releases? Do you see any new releases on the horizon? Not that I can think of right now, but you never know. I mean, they they did, like, a 10-person thing out of fucking nowheresville that I didn't even think of. At this point, I can't even, like, predict a spring cleaning for WWE because they spring clean every month. Right. So, I don't know. Right now, I think what they're going to try to do, I think what they're doing is they got rid of some of the people who may or may not be um, adequately not have a future. Right, either adequately prepared for the NXT that they want to go to, oh, yeah. or they're making room for more signings. Um, I know we're jumping ahead, but we had the SummerSlam with those two Olympic gold medalist stars, and I know they've been talking to WWE. Oh, yeah. And I know that um, some students from Booker T's Academy have been signed on. Yep, Uh, Simone Johnson is really on the brink of um, coming up. So really, um, right now we're just in a transition period. WWE was gearing up for this. Are they going to release more people? I can't say they will or will not because I don't know right now. Um, With NXT, I'm curious about the future. I'm optimistic because I feel like NXT is still one of their strongest promotions. That's their strongest brand, yeah. By, by by right. Um, despite them going this different direction, I think there's a lot of great talent there. Oh, yeah. And I think the new direction because they're not gonna compete with AEW. You're yeah. not going to. And I think that's what they know. Right. So as long as you have some established guys like your Giganos and Joes and then continue to bring up people like your Baxters, your Joe Gacy's, and your Odyssey Jones, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. It's just going to take more than two to three weeks. Their ideal and mindset and the writing of everything is now going to happen because now with TakeOver done, it's a reset. Right. So that's what they're saying. Right. And remember, they do like tapings way ahead of time. So they're going to be doing like two or three tapings of shit to get it done, and then they'll continue on. Anyways, when we come back… We are going to do a wrestling lesson. Well, no, wait. Well, hold on. Before, before we go into it, what were your thoughts about it? I mean, I, mean, I, I think I've echoed my sentiments pretty clearly. Okay. So what's happening. So right. um, I just think it's time to move on to the next one. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So when we come back, because being a talked about NXT, let me talk about the, some of the greatest moments in SummerSlam history. So we are back. Peanut Gallery talked about NXT, but let me talk about some SummerSlam moments. Uh, we had two very big moments, as you probably know at this point, with Becky Lynch coming back and squashing Bianca Blair. We have a lot to talk about there, but also Brock Lesnar and his amazing man, Bun. Now, there have been a lot of different moments in SummerSlam history. Obviously, I. If you're thinking about SummerSlam moments, SummerSlam history, you gotta talk about their inaugural 1988 when the Ultimate Warrior returned and defeated the Honky Tonk Man. Not only winning the Intercontinental Champion after returning, but ending Honky Tonk Man's 64-week streak. A fun fact about this event, Mr. McMahon's original plan for the main event was to actually have... NWA contracted Ric Flair challenge Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWF championship. But the issue was is that Flair felt loyal to the NWA at that time, so they nixed that for the tag match that we know and love, which I believe was the Mega Powers taking on Andre and um, Rick Rude, I believe. Um, It was one of those, but... Um, it was a, it, It's a great moment. I think anybody who's thinking SummerSlam is going to think of this. Um, another one that I feel like really goes under the radar was in... What year was this? I think this was in 1991. When Ted Dibi- After years and years of the abuse uh, with um, Million Dollar Men, Ted DiBiase, and Virgil... Obviously, a rivalry like this would not work in these days because of... Um, certain cultural sentiments especially mm-hmm. for a um black servant
1: Dude to a so
0: whoa to a rich white person especially there anyway um he attacked Ted DiBiase at Wrestlemania and they had a match at um, that year's SummerSlam for the million for the million dollar champion actually so kind of a cool little um twist there mm-hmm. Actually, that's kind of weird because now keep in mind Virgil was the butler or the servant of Teddy Biassi and won the Million Dollar Champion. Right. Where LA Knight had the butler of Cameron Grimes and Cameron Grimes betrayed and won the million dollar champion. So kind of a cool little Hooray. Kind of a cool little thing Clapping. there. Um the the thing is, I don't believe a lot of people realize how unbelievably popular this was at that time. Um at that night, this was the biggest pop by a mile. Hulk Hogan got pissed because of how big of a pop um, Virgil got, and in this moment, because people wanted to see this. This was something. This was one of the biggest rivalries of the entire year. Another fun fact about this event: this was um, where the Mr. Perfect Bret Hart Classic happened. Also, Bret Hart, or I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Perfect was injured, back injury at that time. If you watched that match, you wouldn't have even known it because Mr. Perfect was that good. He also got into a sharpshooter with a—I don't think it was a broken back. It was definitely hurt, but it wasn't broken. Amazing. Amazing match, amazing time. Now, we're going to fast forward a bunch of years to our first true passing of the torch moment. There have been a lot of them here at SummerSlam, but I think this one is probably one of the most significant— because, number one, people say that this is one of the greatest Summer Slams of all time um, next to a different one, which I'll be talking about here in a moment. Actually, no, this is the same one. Yeah, same one. Oh. Um, Undisputed Champion, The Rock, defending against Brock Lesnar. This was passing of the torch. Number one, Brock Lesnar go- got into this as a heel. He was popped massively. He was huh. super popular. The Rock was booed out of the building. Now I don't think a lot of people realize or remember that because there was another match at the same event that really overshadowed it. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. But Brock Lesnar won not only winning his first WWE champion and a true passing of the torch moment because this a lot of people think that this match was the actual start of the ruthless aggression era. And I think Brock Lesnar being the WWE champion at that time was the true embodiment of right. ruthless aggression. But he was 24 at this time. He was the he is. I still think he is the youngest WWE champion ever. So a great moment. I remember this live. I remember how popular Lesnar was even at that time. Oop, wrong button. Well, but let's talk about another match that happened. And I think that we need some clarification about this. This SummerSlam in two thousand. This was the first official TLC. Match. Nice. Now, the issue is is that there was another match with the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys at WrestleMania 2000. People believe that was the first TLC. It was not. It was a triangle ladder match. This, in every single thing other than weird fanboy and fangirls, this is the first official promoted match tables, ladders, and chairs match. The issue is now, how do you top the triangle ladder match? And then obviously they had the one at WrestleMania X7, which I think anybody can say was one of the greatest TLC matches of all time, if not the greatest TLC match of all time. Mm -hmm. How can you go against Edge with a Top of the ladder spirited Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Bubba Ray Dudley going through four tables. You know, moment after moment after moment of that. This one, despite it being the first, and it was a great match, it just did not live up to the hype. A lot of people even think that the triangle ladder match was better than this one. But this was the first official one, and Edge and Christian won it again. They retained the championships. So, cool moment there. Let's go back in time once again to 1992, Wembley Stadium, the largest crowd in SummerSlam history, I still think even to this day, I think it was like 91,000 people, Bret Hart defending the Intercontinental Champion against Davey Boy Smith or the British Bulldog. How this couldn't have been the main event, I don't know. The problem is that Davey Boy Smith, the night before, went on in a massive drug bender. Obviously, we know his history with that stuff. May he rest in peace. And he totally forgot the match entirely from mo- move one. He forgot right. the entire match. And Bret Hart is has the Macho Man. He always had the Macho Man mentality of planning out the match move for move before the match. Bret Hart called the match the entire thing. This match was 25 minutes in the ring. And Davy Boy Smith was hungover, had no idea what to do, and was listening to obviously his brother-in-law because they were brother-in-laws at this point. And I don't think a match couldn't have been any more fitting than Davy Boy Smith winning this match in his home crowd um, if you ever watched this match or even saw it live, the pop in there was deafening. Even on camera, it was deafening. And it was a very important time in wrestling history as well because it wasn't doing so great. And this was a really big moment even for British Bulldog who, you know, was having his issues. So thank God for that. We're going to fast forward to 2004 and a match that I know Pina Gallery and I remember very clearly. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit as the world champion and once again another passing of the torch by the way uh, versus Randy Orton for the world heavyweight champion the match itself was good I really liked it but the problem was Randy Orton was not ready for this position at all right. he did not have the benefit of a Paul Heyman next to him and people are like oh well yeah, Triple H yeah but Triple H was a full time competitor right. not a um, not a booker yet so he was in a different position um, than Randy Orton. Also, um, Randy Orton was good, but Brock Lesnar was on such a different level when he won the WWE right. Champion. Just because Brock Lesnar had such a... He was a once-in-a-lifetime. Randy Orton, there's always going to be generational guys that are going to be good. Randy Orton's good, and he has that longevity to prove it. He's definitely one of the better ones. But Brock Lesnar had something way different. Right. He had a certain sort of power and intensity that Randy Orton just did not get. And also, Brock Lesnar clicked with people. Randy Orton did win this match and beat Chris Benoit. And also, I think a lot of people did not want Chris Benoit to lose. I think that was another big issue. Right. um, Was Chris Benoit was still uber over at this point. And Chris Benoit did not want to lose the belt. But they wanted to really push Randy, which, you know, in hindsight might have been a good idea. But at the same time, I personally don't think he was ready. Um, Clearly, because he lost it two months later to Triple H. Right. Should have been Chris Benoit. Speaking of Triple H, we go back to 2004 with probably one of the most famous matches in SummerSlam history. Unsanctioned match between Shawn Michaels' first match back in four years from his back injury versus Triple H. There were a couple of big things here. Number one, the original contract to this match was this was going to be Shawn Michaels' final match. This was a one and done for him originally. Mm -hmm. He was not, um, he was not confident in his abilities to perform at the level that he did when he got, when he was retired. And he even said, if I go down in any kind of performance level, I'm done. And, um, Triple H knowing this promised the, um, actually Shawn Michael's mom that he would be protected, that he would walk out of that building no matter what. And I think the unsanctioned match really helped because it gave Michaels the opportunity to use weapons, which I think really made sure that he was confident. Um, watching this match live, I just don't think you understand. This was an incredible match. Incredible match. Um, Michaels had never lost a step. He was doing elbows off the top rope. He was doing moonsaults. He was wrestling in jeans, for right. God's sake and the ending of this match was awesome with the roll-up and Triple H hitting him in the back, continuing this rivalry. Um, We would not have the Shawn Michaels that we had in his second life career without this match. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of people even say not only this match, but this entire event, that 2004 SummerSlam, is the best SummerSlam of all time. The best. Mm -hmm. And also, um, at the, the same one with Lesnar... And Rock, and then this match, Rey Mysterio made his WWE pay per view debut against Kurt Angle. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome shit. Also, Edge took on Eddie Guerrero because reasons. Mm -hmm. Anyway, how can we not talk about this? Lord. Now, the original match for this was Carmella defending the SmackDown Women's Champion against Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair was added it to the match and won this is when becky turned heel instead the the crowd launched into cheers the entire time it was deafening we remember this launching the man and i think changing women's wrestling that we know it now i do not believe even with ronda rousey winning at this event, Ronda Rousey won the Raw Women's Champion right. at this event, and Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar for the Universal Champion at this event. I, don't th- I think this match goes underrated as starting that second life in the women's revolution um, as it relates to anything else. The women would not have made a evented without Becky Lynch. Oh, God, no. At all. She was way too popular. they are like, oh, well, they had it with Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey before. No. No, no, no. It's almost like Daniel Bryan. Right. Becky Lynch changed the script right. and made it about that. Oh, and trust me, we'll talk about her in her newest moment here soon. Jesus Christ. But let's talk about this one. John Cena, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Champion, Triple H as guest referee. Mm-hmm. This match, number one, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Bryan, John Cena have always great chemistry. Also, Daniel Bryan won won the WWE champion for the first time. Randy Orton comes out about the cash and money bank. Triple H betrays Daniel Brain. People are losing their minds. And Randy Orton beat him. Now hindsight 2020 probably wouldn't have done this because it started the authority. Mm -hmm. And obviously the authority was super dragged on and total garbage, but this was a moment I think that will live Mm -hmm. in the most famous of circumstances of what was going on. And finally, we got to talk about the newest moment, not only because this is top level Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. but we had Brock Lesnar returning, not only with the beard, because the beard is sweet, he looked much better than he did at WrestleMania, but also the man bun, come on, <laughs> you can't hate it, you know, it's not total, it's dog shit, but it's amazing. And you Are just, our man buns coming back? Yes. Uh, Peanut <laughs> Gallery's growing out his hair. He's doing a man bun. No. If you do, no. <laughs> You'll <gonna laughs> be kicked out of this place. So, um, here's the thing. SummerSlam has always been an event of great, great moments. And I think even with last night's show, we got nothing less than that. So when we come back. We will be talking about SummerSlam, not only from watching it on television, but being there live. So stay tuned for that. All right, we're talking about SummerSlam from the perspective of people who are actually in the building. Um, also, just before we get into it, Allegiant Stadium is a cashless based si- um, system, and their um, system crashed. So that was kind of funny. Anyway, we start off with our kickoff show. It was um, Biggie versus. This match Baron Yes, it did. It was fine. It was passable. Um, it was passable. Yes. I didn't acknowledge his matches existence. Did you not acknowledge it? Well, okay. The, well, the problem was that you were sitting next to our resident whale. I was. It did not. To, that did not. I was. Help I was anybody. sitting next to a cattle. But then we moved over and decided that those seats were better. Also, um, this was our first experience in Allegiant. I think we were more so awestruck struck about Allegiant at this point than anything. And it was. A, it's a cool stadium. It was huge. Yep. And also, there were a lot of people in the stands. Yep. It was really neat, but anyway, uh, Biggie did win. He took back his money in the bank, so Baron Corbin is back to being a poor piece of shit. And he also- was also—he also posted a picture of him gambling. I did see that. That was really funny. Um, I'm like, wow, how does how is nobody around him? So that was kind of funny. Anyway, next match. Our first official match of the show was for the Raw Tag Team Champions AJ Styles and Omos taking on Randy Orton and Riddle. Obviously, Riddle got a huge pop because he is obviously from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match itself was really good. It was. It was this a great was, opener. This was Omos's best match by a mile. Um, I thought he was actually a lot more involved than yeah. I thought he was going to be, which I was really happy about and um, Randy Orton and Riddle won with an RKO AJ Styles ate the pin I don't even mind that at all no I don't mind that and I'm happy at this point in time AJ Styles and Randy Orton were the veterans in this so they're just bringing up the young people right Riddle and Omas, right. who are awesome right and also the thing is is that um, RK bro had to win if they're, they're so over right now they're, they're so over and if they lost this the momentum would have been right done. and I just thought it was the right call and it was right. great. Um, people popped really hard for this. It was a great yep. opener. Um, definitely a thumbs up. Like, it was really, really fun. I love this match. Oh, Lord. Fuck. We got to talk about it. I know. I know. Fuck this thing. What the... We want Wyatt. <sighs> oh, those were pretty loud in the crowd, too. I think pretty much for the entire match, it was We Want Wyatt's the entire time. And they definitely padded it. Now... Eva Marie's skin has the consistency and the color of toast. Uh-huh. And Alexa Bliss had the um, pull-away-like thing. So she actually wore gear, which was fine. Yep. I said, well, I said commenting after the toast thing. It's like, I'll Jesus appear on that toast because we need a fucking miracle out of Eva Marie. Unfortunately, we didn't get a miracle. No, it was a garbage match. It was absolutely awful. Alexa Bliss tried her fucking this to get a good match out of Eva Marie but I think it is literally impossible it is and then and then now they're entering into a road with Drop. like what the fuck man at the very least it, it ends this so Dewdrop can be on her own because Dewdrop oh, is good oh my god it's what's the worst thing that can happen it's gonna get worse from here because dewdrop has no character. They signed. Well, she did, and I hope she'll show more of that. No, she's she's now just a fat prima donna. Eva Marie is garbage. Eva Marie deserves she's to die. death. She is death. I think she killed Alexa Bliss's career yeah. right here, and I think she killed Dewdrop's career way ahead of the future. Yep, yeah, she is a new legend killer. She has sucked the she sucked the energy out of the room. Nobody cared. There nobody weren't even nobody cared. There weren't even boos. Nobody even cared to boo. No. The, everybody was silent during oh, this yeah. match except for We Want Wyatt and this is boring and please end this. That uh, was there it. weren't a lot of CM Punk chants because now CM Punk's back. I think everyone was just, like, dead inside because we had to watch this dog shit. Anyway, just for the sake of everything, thank Christ, Alexa Bliss won. The whole match was garbage. I recommend nobody watch this, and I hope that Alexa Bliss got drunk off her ass with Dewdrop, and I hope Eva Marie got burnt in the sun of Las Vegas. No, she didn't, but okay. She probably did. Okay, so for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos taking on Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, This match was good. I like this match. It was okay. Now here's the thing. It um, was not. It, it was. It, it was. It was so spotty. It wasn't. I don't understand this. Like we've did, seen, we've seen better matches from this oh team. Oh God! We, yes, we have. This was. This was not one of their better matches together. It was their worst match from it was, all the matches I've seen. Now, now here's the thing. Um, compared to the match previously. Uh, I was okay with it it was at least better it was it was bad Dominic mysterio is just he 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 might look good on TV but IRL no it's just no <laughs> just just no he, you're so mean <laughs> it's so awkward man just watching from that angle oh my god you can see how bad it was and that's the thing about seeing things live is that you know when things are really bad in the usos were playing really safe with Dominic, but Oh my they God, were it was terrible The Usos were protecting Dominic like he was made out of a Fabrichet egg. Now Pretty with Ray now with Rey Mysterio he took a lot more of the punishment. It was definitely a lot more snug with him because Ray Mysterio knows how to take this. We'll talk about this later when we make this shit majestic again. Um but for the thing it was a splash on Mysterio for the Usos to retain the belts. I Thank thought that God. was the right yes. choice and um, we'll move on. All right. This match woke people up because this match was awesome. This was a great match. Uh, this Damien, was one of the better matches of the night. Yep. Damien Priest versus Sheamus. So it was really funny. Um, there was like this kid. I swear to God, he was probably no older than like 15 or 16 years old with like a bunch of his friends that were like running around yeah. um, our area. So they were a little distracting, but they did sit and watch with Damien Priest. So it's like, great. He actually has like a fan base. Um Sheamus is awesome. People are like, "Oh my god, he's so boring." No, he's very safe. Yeah. He's very reliable yep. and he pulls off great matches. Sheamus was very good. Yeah. He did this heel hook. I'm like, "Wow, this is something a little bit different from Sheamus." Yeah. I was very impressed. Um Damian Priest really showed his own he showed a lot of great personality. Oh, yeah. Um and people were really really into this match. Oh, they were. People really wanted Damian Priest to win, so he did. Yep. Um he won with the hit the lights isolate the name of the move. But he is the new United States champion. Right call. Absolutely. Um, hopefully, Seamus takes some time off to heal whatever the hell is going on there. But, yeah. Damien Priest is your there new champ. Go. Sweet. Okay. Oh, hold on. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. 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 Oh, on. fucking fuck. Do we have to talk about this? Okay. Okay. Here, here's what happened. Um, I am not sure why Sasha Banks could not show up. Did you see anything? She hasn't shown up for the past couple of days, I assume. Maybe the past couple of days, yeah. She didn't show up for live events or anything for like four or five days now. I didn't hear anything about her having COVID or anything. Well, I, I think she might just be regular sick, maybe anyway. So, Bianca Belair was out there. They said that she was, um, she was gonna defend the champion against originally Carmella. And that huh, died of no death. Months, that died of death because people were like booing and then all of a sudden Becky Lynch's music hit and everyone exploded. Like it was really popular. It people was. were really people excited. we were, we're, were like, popping. oh my God, we're going to see Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. This is gonna be sweet. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. No, the match lasted twenty five seconds. Thirty one seconds. Thirty one seconds. Thirty one seconds. It was a move, and Becky Lynch obviously won the match. It was <laughs> yeah, way to kill. Okay, Bianca Belair. It was a nice run. It was nice knowing you. No one cares about you anymore. AEW <laughs> will be calling you. Anyway, and yeah, Becky, Becky Lynch won. 100% of thumbs fucking down. Becky Lynch was booed out of the building. Yeah, no one cared. It was it was terrible. It was an awful match. This, this is what it happened. It was awful. No, this is what happened. Okay, everybody. Cheap pop, Vince. Yep. Cheap <laughs> fucking pop. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> So, this is what happened, and I can do this literally by everything as we were there. Huge pop. We're like, oh, my God, we're going to see Becky Lynch, Bianca Blair. Happy. Everything is great. And then, one, two, three. What? What the fuck happened? (laughs) Literally. I wanted a 35-minute match, not a 35-second match. Fuck you, Nick. You're so mad. Personally offended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna So after Fuck! The... <laughs> this match now too. Oh man, this this match I feel so bad for both guys just because of what happened after everyone was dead. All of our momentum, our energy was that's what zapped happens. That, That's what happens when you have a General Hall match. It was before the Jinder Mahal match. You could feel the energy in that stadium was sucked up like a sponge. Yeah, thanks, Becky Lynch. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder. Luckily, the match was mercifully short. Right. What's What's the next row going to be? Is uh, Jinder Mahal going to steal the slippers of Drew McIntyre, saying that they're Bigfoot slippers? Yes. Apparently, that's what's going to happen. Um, Drew McIntyre came out with his <laughs> enormous sword, it was a claymore. Once again, thank God it was mercifully short. And if it was any other place, the match would have been fine. But it was a SummerSlam. Nobody cared. No, it wasn't that. It was because what happened before this. Oh, that's right. Well, what happened before this? Becky Lynch. Well, yeah, I understand that. Becky Lynch happened before this. Oh, I see. Okay, so this is kind God. Of a and break match. <laughs> Pena Pina Gallery like lost his mind there, like in like four seconds. He <laughs> did. Yes, Drew McIntyre won. Hooray. He tried his best to get the people back into it, but everyone was dead. Yeah. It was no, just, it was a dead. People fight. people didn't even cheer. If people like people were trying to cheer, but everyone was exhausted by this oh, point. Oh god, yes. Oh, it was rough. It was rough going. But this match woke people back up, actually. Oh. In their defense, this was a really good match. Yeah, as long as Nikki wasn't involved. Um, Nikki A.S.H. So, number one, she was booed. Like, loud. Nobody cares about notice Nikki. Noticeably booed. Yeah. Um, People loved Charlotte in oh, yeah. Las Vegas. Yep. People liked Rhea. Like, they really did. But, but not to the level of Charlotte. No. Charlotte is cheered. You see, here's don't, the thing. don't let Don't let WWE's fake-ass crowd noise fool you. Nikki is not popular. Nobody likes her. But Charlotte. Charlotte Flair is the biggest face in that company. She, you cannot boo her. She's too good. Yeah. They had a wonderful match. It, it, was. B- it brought, was. It, brought, it, it was brought, tremendous. It brought people back. And thank God it did. Thank Charlotte, God for Charlotte Charlotte. Charlotte So, number one, Charlotte won. Hmm? Number two, Nikki tapped. Yes. Thank God. They kept Rhea fine. They knew. They know that this thing, it ain't working. Right. Nobody cares. And, like I said, we had an episode, I think it was the last episode, where I said that this was working. And it was there for a while. Yeah. But it dies. Uh, it's dead. It it's dies. Absolutely quickly. dead. 100%. So, Superhero gimmicks, they die quickly if you're not good with it. Yep. Nikki, ASH, they continue to do those stupid ass promos, and it just kills oh everybody. God. It's awful. Who cares about your fairy tales. Yeah. <laughs> You're so negative. You're so vitriolic. <laughs> okay, this one will help you. Edge this says, This match was amazing! Mick! Seven years in the making, and I am so happy that it was what it was. Let's talk about the gang entrance for so, Edge. So, um, Edge really hinted that, Oh my God, you're putting me into a dark place. He comes out with a ring of fire, um, it was pretty much the only actual pyro. I'm yeah. not sure if it's because they're in, in an enclosed arena. I feel like that's why. Or maybe it's just too dry. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Um, but anyway, there was no, like, pyro. They had smoke. This was really the only, like, pyro pyro. Also, also the other thing, too, is that the stadium itself is well lit from the outside. And I just think they can do pyro effectively. Right. I just don't think they could. Um. But... Uh, people loved this match everyone was so happy i mean yeah if you guys were watching it you know the roof over over the actual arena that's actually translucent the lights weren't on or anything it was just a very translucent roof so that's probably why there was yep. that's probably that's probably why there wasn't pyro was because the pyro would not be as effective right if it, you know other than like smoke and fire right um but this match was absolutely spectacular it was. they did so amazing in this match. Oh, this match was fucking awesome. It was... Per- it was... This, so was this was the match of the night right here. Um, people launched out of their seats almost at every move at the end there. Everyone around us was losing their minds. Oh, yeah. Like, people were cheering, and they were clapping, and it re- this really brought people back. But Edge did win with, like, like a modified, like, cross uh, crossface mm-hmm. thing. Rollins lost, but I think not in vain. It was an amazing oh, match. Oh, yeah. Also... No curb stomp. No. Great. No. Perfect. Protect the finisher. Perfect. Awesome. There was this spear, but it took Edge like a minute to get to his pin. But I feel like they're really trying to push a new finisher for him. I just don't think it'll work, but that's okay. Right. Um. The rest of the match was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, 100% match of the night. Easily match of the night. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> This does not count. <laughs> no. Move on to no, the next no, match. No, 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 Fuck no. Fuck no. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're talking about this. Why are we talking about this? Adam? Huh? <laughs> Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I'm so mad I called Tiger. I by his real name. <laughs> so, um, The Miz and John Morrison came out, and they did every moist joke. And I screamed, no means no. And everyone in our section started to die. Because um, they apparently brought a new thing. It was called the um, Moist Fucker 2000 or whatever it was. I don't know. Um, The one thing is, the Miz's suit is the only redeemable part of this Xavier Woods thing. The Bedwetter 3000. The Bedwetter 3000. (laughs) I don't know how Frankie Monet can be married to this piece of dog shit. Jimmy Maurice. Well, both of them. Frankie Monet. Oh, John Morrison. Oh, 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 oh. Taya Valkyrie. There, there you know. we go. Thank you. That's her real name. No, no, Maurice too. But, I mean, come on. This suit's really cool. Um. Anyway, Xavier Woods stole the... Cure um, Forrester. <laughs> Xavier, <laughs> Xavier, <laughs> Xavier Woods stole California Water Supply 2000. Right. And <laughs> um, he squirted both of them. The crowd was dead. No, like, no character. It was bad. Everyone was booing. Again, again, if if you were watching and you heard cheers, that was a lie. It was dead. It was dead. I mean, people were booing. Yep. This is boring this sucks i swear to god there was part of the arena that said where's my refund at one point because this went on and now we're talking about this it's almost two minutes this felt like it went on for an hour yeah and people people were sitting there for hours at this point get on with the show this was so not necessary absolutely it was just awful now on the pre-show Great. Yeah, Go for it. I don't care. Or at the beginning of the show, awesome. I don't care. Go for it. But after Edge Rollins, Becky Lynch bullshit. Let's kill the momentum. Right. Let's listen. I mean, I guess I guess you might as well kill before the retirement home comes. Oh god. Oh, we're gonna be going to that here soon. So number one, thumbs down, all the way around. Guess who they dragged out of the retirement home? It was way past old Berg's bedtime. This and was he couldn't even keep his leg on during the match. I swear to God, that was not a kayfabe injury. I feel like that was. I unreal. hope it was. And um, everyone was cheering Lashley when Lashley started hitting Goldberg. I don't know. With the I, chair. I, I Oh my yep. god! i I he legitimately the greatest thing that happened I've never I have never heard a one more time chant so loud in my entire life. People were all over this. So um Goldberg took on Bobby Lashley for the WWE champion. Um this match was absolutely 100% way too competitive. Goldberg could barely move there was one lady i think there were two ladies and one of them was i think like three goldbergs in weight Mm -hmm. um cheering she could barely move like yeah goldberg and everybody else was i think everybody in our section was booing the lady more than actual goldberg goldberg died a death yeah and goldberg sucks he looked horrible he wrestled terribly lashley tried his best god bless his soul Jesus. um gage got in there after so um the match was thrown out because goldberg's leg like got hurt and everyone was like please hurt him as much as mentally possible so that's so why he, he took out the chair and he did and it was awesome everyone everyone woke back up too after yeah. the match because they're like yes continue um, Gage tried to attack Lashley. Lashley basically ripped him apart like a phone book with the um, uh, full Nelson. And Thank God this is his final match on his contract. Goldberg? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I hope he's done. I really I do. I really hope they don't. Please don't go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, by the way, they're going to Saudi Arabia and everyone was booing it. And oh, I was, I was so happy. Blood Money 6. It was vitriolically bad. Um, they also did the premiere of the 2K22 game, and people were cheering for that, which I think was great. Because people are missing a WWE game. And also, it looks a lot better. Like, 100 million percent. But this is our last 2K game. Right. I I'll, mean, 2K WWE are not doing well together. No. But. Overall, overall, the match itself, I mean, I'll say it's in the middle because the right person won, and Bobby Lashley tried. Goldberg sucks. I hope I never see him on my screen again. Right. Let's go to the much better main event. Oh my god! Roman Roman that's, Reigns, John that's Cena. That's actually amazing. It was great. Um, John Cena looks very good. I was worried, but he actually looks healthy. Yeah. And everything. Um, a lot I, I love I love his little roll up attempts and stuff. I mean. A nice a nice a nice little a nice, 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 nice add on to the buildup and that was the really six moves of Doom once. Roman Reigns is so awesome live. Um, people are like, oh my god, the entrance is so long. I, I honestly don't think it was that long. It felt really epic. Also, like, his theme song, In the Arena, was awesome. Oh, yeah. Much, much better in the arena than live. It was really funny. So, Pina Gallery is such a stickler about this shit, and it took him, like, a minute to actually, like, this theme. He's like, it's generic, but I kind of like it. it. It is kind of. But I pretty much came in my pants as soon as I listened to it because it fits him so well. So, Roman Reigns did win with the spear after two Superman punches. Great finish, by the way. Yeah. It was awesome. And then we got it. Yep. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> people, yeah. people, people were booking it out the door by the, um, by the time Reigns was celebrating. I'm like, uh, wait until then. Everyone stopped in their tracks. I basically finished. I, obviously, I lost my voice. Um, Lesnar came and out Lesnar came out to the biggest pop of the night. I I am not kidding you. 100% the biggest pop. The only one who could probably rival it, rival it, excuse me, was yeah. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um R- Lesnar looked really good. He looks healthy. Um the, poni- the 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 ponytail is the best thing I think on God's green earth right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank God he did not shave it. I was, like, worried. Now, here's the question I have. Is Are they going to have a ladder match for the custody of Paul Heyman? It, should ha- it had to be at SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> no, they should have the Saudi Arabia show. Is, I mean, I, I can almost guarantee you for a certainty that they're going to have that at Saudi Arabia because they're going to try to promote that as much as possible. Oh, God, yes. That's why Lesnar is back. <laughs> yeah, that's the See, only reason. He, he, he wants a little piece of that blood money. Right. Also, um, just out of total curiosity, so they did announce Money in the Bank is going to be in Las Vegas. Is it going to be at Allegiant? Yes. It is? Yes. First ever first ever Money in the Bank take place at NFL Stadium. Yep. They're not going to sell out. Yeah, they are. You think so? It's Vegas. Third. I are going sell out. I mean, we're going. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, 100% of thumbs up. A great ending to the show, by the way. Um... um so when we come back, we are not only going to make SummerSlam and WWE Majestic again, heaven forbid, but we're going to make pro wrestling, once again, Majestic again. All right, Peanut Gallery, let's make this shit Majestic again. Um, Big Ian e and Corbin, uh, to be honest with you, I would have extended this a little bit more. Uh, I'm so glad this is over. Really? Yeah. I, I don't really care much for Baron Corbin's stupid gimmick. It's actually kind of getting annoying, and it's like, okay, what are you do? What, what was the point of him stealing this Bear, if he was Baron just going to give it back is to Big chicken E? Chicken fodder at this point, Big E. I don't know why he's wasting his time. Well, I don't know why he didn't cash in. I felt like that would have been a really good time to do so. Yeah, that have been sweet. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I would have done: is have him cash in. Mm-hmm. Oop, no, that's why it didn't have vanish. There we go. Um, I would have done nothing differently. No, this um, is great. Paced well. Rivalry leading up to it was yep. awesome. The best thing on Raw. Oh, yeah. Just awesome. I mean, really, if, if we have to make something majestic again, we will. But if it's not, we're not even going to bother if it works. Right. <sighs> even Mourinho be off my fucking screen forever. Yep. Here's my thing. If it was Alexa Bliss and Dewdrop, it would have been a million times also, better. Also, please rename her back to Piper Niven. Please. I'm so done with this. Dude, drop Stupid. shit. I'm so done with this shit. Also, I'm done with Alexa Bliss's doll shit, too. Stop with it. She, uh, part of the component. Once again, we even, I even bitched about this earlier. When a part of your gimmick is no longer involved, mm-hmm. you cannot have that gimmick anymore. Right. You Nobody can, cares about this whole When you, when mess. you, here's the thing. When you, add it to the gimmick, and then take it out, it doesn't hurt the gimmick. Right. But when your gimmick is around a certain thing, unless you change everything about it, you know, it doesn't matter. You know why matter. they brought in the fucking doll? Because did you see how many of those fucking dolls were There were a, a ton of them. Yeah, it's a money-making machine for Vinnie Mac and fucking Nick Khan. For these weird emo girls, I yep. just kicked my thing because I got so pissed off. <laughs> I mean, I'm pissed off that Eva Marie even exists on my screen. I'm, sub- I'm 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 pissed off that Eva Marie exists. Right. Period. End of statement. She needs to go back to fucking Hollywood. She fucking belongs. I think she should be killed. Wow. <laughs> um. <sighs> again, I saw it live. Dominic Mysterio's call up was way too early. He didn't even call up. He wasn't even in NXT. I know. He should but have been. fuck, man. There is there is definitely raw talent with this kid, and but it's not he's so green. It's not even they are not There's there's no tapping in. There's no potential tap in when you're on a main stage like this. I know, but god damn. The Usos, the Usos and Mysterio were very good. I mean, Dominic was fine, but he was not holding up. We've seen better matches with these two. Here's my thing: I hope this rivalry is done. I hope so. It's too. not going to I be. I hope so too. I really want this thing to be over. I, really I want. I want. I want some new teams to go for this SmackDown yeah, tag. Thank you. Let's have um one team that's been doing really well, Alpha Academy. Yeah. Have them go for it. Otis is a monster. He's killing everybody. Right. Have them attack the tag champs. That'd be sweet. Are you kidding me? Chad Gable with the Usos. Otis, who's awesome right Mm -hmm. now. Are you kidding me? That's money right there. I would pay to go see that shit any day. I wouldn't have changed a thing. No. I thought the rivalry leading up to the rivalry was excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, Damian Priest is showing great personality. Sheamus is always awesome. I don't know why people always give Sheamus flack. I think James can take some time off, but I think so too. Damian Priest is worthy of holding the United States Champions. Absolutely, and him giving the rub to Damian is great. Mm-hmm. So awesome, and also a great moment in the crowd because mm-hmm. Damian is very popular in Vegas. Um, <sighs> I think we talked about this a little bit. The match should have been longer. Here's my thing. Why? If, you, if, if you took out... so Also, we didn't even talk about this because I didn't feel like it was necessary. Um, some of the Olympic gold medalists came out. Now, here's the thing. I don't mind them doing that, but they literally walked down the whole entrance and they got into the ring and waved at people for no reason. Same thing with King Nakamura and Rick Boogs. What was the point of that? I didn't even remember that because I was so deaf at that point. There was no point to that shit. Right. If you took out that, the moist shit the Olympic people, and cut the Lesnar-Goldberg match down to a general Goldberg match, which is five minutes. You had plenty of time for an instant classic with Becky and Bianca. No. With this, with this, they killed Becky Lynch. They killed her. She's- no, no, no. They didn't kill Becky Lynch. They killed Bianca Belair. Bianca- they, killed, they killed both of them. Becky is no longer a babyface. She is a 100% heel. Oh, yeah. No one cares. Um, and then Bianca Belair... Fuck, she might as well be pre-Royal Rumble Bianca Blair. Might as as well be fucking Zelina Vega and goddamn Carmella at this point. You killed any opportunity for her to be built back up. Well, maybe not entirely. You can, but it's going to be hard. Becky Lynch cannot defend this champion for, like, a while. And if they try to have any kind of anything um, at the next pay-per-view... They're going to kill Bianca. Because you know Becky Lynch. This is Hulk Hogan. Becky Lynch is fucking Hulk Hogan. And it sucks. Yeah. They... Again, cheap pop, but you kill two characters with one pop. How do you feel, Vince? If... Here's... Once again, if it was a 20-minute match and Becky Lynch won... Yeah. Nobody would have been mad. Everybody would have been excited and happy. I want to see an instant classic. All I got was an instant. And parts. you know, and you know, for a goddamn fact, this would have been an instant classic. All I got were instant noodles. But of course, they wanted Goldberg because they, you know, they would really want to do Goldberg and Lashley again at Saudi Arabia. No, they're not going. I can so. almost guarantee you. They no. Won. Oh, 100%. This match are. did not need to exist. I hope this match no longer exists. Here's my thing. If they put this in a different place, it would have been fine. But remember remember what happened before. Remember what happened before the they did this was match. Still, I have been criticizing this rivalry from the start. Don't even at me. I'm trying my best to save it because I like there both guys. There is nothing <laughs> redeemable about this. It is obvious that Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre wrestled together about as well as Oil and Water. There <laughs> just no chemistry. Yeah, it was, just, it was death. There was no chemistry. And what the fuck was going on with this match? This, the, was, a good, this was a great match. It was. I thought it was It was, I, it was, it was as long as Nikki Ash wasn't involved. Um, I thought that the build was very good. I, I hope that they killed this character with Nikki right now. They have to. What if they turned her heel? No. Nope. I think they can make it work. I don't know. They I'm could, not... but they have to. They have to change the color of her fucking costume. It's annoying. Her costume's a little annoying. I would like to see a maybe... little annoying. is very annoying. I would like to see something a little edgier because I feel like that's what it would get people right there. Well, yeah. Look at fucking. Uh, look at fucking. Um, Ray uh, Ripley. Uh, Ray Ripley. Right. Awesome. Over. Duh. Edgy. Yeah, edgy. Um, Nikki ASH, she's boo- she's being booed. Here's the thing. It if, worked, it worked, it worked while everyone was behind no, wait, no, the here's, fucking screens. No, wait, no, wait, here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that actually would make this work. Now, remember the new day was booed. They embraced it though. Yeah. Do the same thing with her. Yeah. Continue the smile and shit, but have her do heel tactics. This will be over. Oh, right. Look all the girls love her, so who fucking cares? No Fuck the little girls, fuck the parents, and fuck you. This is what you do for the general audience. That's true. You're going to a very finite people. Mm-hmm. Have Nikki ASH. Have the Literally, you don't have to change anything but make her heel tactic. She would be... Kind of like the hurricane. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Are you kidding me? That's how you get this right. shit over. And obviously with Charlotte, change literally nothing because Charlotte is awesome. And is perfect at everything that she does, apparently. And you see your thing. Pina Gallery always criticizes Charlotte. How can you? It's impossible to criticize her. She's too good. It's impossible. And be like, oh my god, she's overrated. Are you kidding me? She's one of the best things WWE's got right now. It's like, oh, because it's her daddy. Are you kidding me? Okay, if she wasn't even related to Flair, that natural talent would have put her over no matter what. Right. She has... I even talked about it earlier, and you bitched me about it. She has this thing called that it factor. Yep. And... It didn't have... It can't be taught. It can't be learned. It's just there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And the right decision. Mm-hmm. I thought the match was great. It was a great ending to the rivalry. And the right person won. It's and not the not right person yet. lost. Not over yet. But anyways, move on Ugh. to the next match. It wouldn't change a damn thing. Yeah. What would you change about this? Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Um, build up. Awesome. People, the people doing the promos, great. I like the little personal jabs in yep. there. Also, the feedback to 2014, awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the then the match itself, yep. mm, nothing, zero, no, just simply no. Let's move on. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if the. Only way, if you really want me to make this majestic again, the only way to save it is is to get rid of Goldberg off the face of the earth. Yes, um, <laughs> if if you had a sniper put a bullet in between his eyes, he'd be fine. So, what, wh- whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on here. No, no, no um, let's let's make this sensible. You got to make it look like a suicide. <laughs> If Goldberg went in there with a shotgun and put it within his mouth and ate some lead, he would have been fine. Anyway. Wow. (laughs) I was just saying you sent him off to the retirement home where he belongs. But once again, the only thing that—being serious—the only thing that would have saved this even remotely is if they did finishers immediately five minutes. Right. That's it. Right. If they did that, this one could have been okay. Right. And that's the only way to save it. Yeah. Because remember, when we make pro wrestling majestic again, we make chicken shit into chicken salad, and that's how you do it here. Yep. Boom. Spear to Lashley. Give him that little tease. That little tease of possibly winning. Right. And then Lashley hits a couple of big moves. His own spear, and maybe the, um, and maybe injure his leg like really bad. Yeah. Because I actually did like that little turn there. Um, that yep. was fine. Do something more like that, and we would have been okay. Yeah. I would have done a damn thing differently. My God. No. Um, I think everything about this. Right. The buildup, awesome. The match, great. Even with, once again, you had the teases with this match, but not right. this match. Why not this match? Right. You had the teases here where it got really close a couple of times. Like, the closest I think anybody has been to pinning Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um... And then the ending, with Lesnar coming out, especially with the Heyman connection, and also this level Roman Reigns, yes. Give me more of this. One million percent oh, yeah. yes. This is how you make pro wrestling majestic again. Yep. And to be honest with you, SummerSlam was majestic. I loved the show. It was. Not only for just being there, but just like the card and the pacing and everything. I just think overall it was a great show. Right. Anyways, next week, we got some N. WA. So we're gonna be doing wrestling lesson on NWA. I'm pretty sure you'll have a heckling for NWA, especially now. Um, especially with like all the cultural differences, too. And we also have the first ever in many years all women's pay-per-view. Yes, it is, yeah, absolutely and empowered. We got the seventh anniversary show. Where Rick is gonna be showing up too. Yeah. Which is going to be sweet. So if you did enjoy this video, remember to like, subscribe, share, comment down below. Let us know what you thought. Did you watch some of the same? Were you there? Hey, maybe next time you'll hang out with the peeps. Um, Become a patron, which would be sweet because we would like your money. And as always, be Majestic. majestic.